We're unabashedly obsessed We've got to get it off our chest Please sit there and be quiet Hey everyone Hello Welcome to Unabashedly Obsessed I'm James I'm Aaron and I forgot how to do this <laughs> It's only been a week but I definitely had a moment You were like hey everyone and I was like What's my line? <laughs> bad would you like me to continue or would you like me to start over no please continue <laughs> i believe i was about to tell you that on our show we talk about things related to pop culture and not so pop culture you're doing great i'm doing great <laughs> um and we are in the second week of all hallows steve so we're gonna do talking some more about uh Stephen king stuff we're gonna do talking we're gonna do more. that talking so good <laughs> we're off to a great start but before we do that we have some uh, housekeeping to take care of. New patrons. New patron. Uh, so we have two upgrading patrons and a brand new patron. Our brand new patron is Kent. Yes. From Roll to Play podcast, which I've been listening to. They just did an episode of um, Damn the, Damn the Man, Man, Save, Save the, the music, music. Yeah. Which is a role playing game that is, I don't know if it's officially based on Empire Records, but I'm like a thousand percent <laughs> sure that it's. <laughs> Basically just role-playing Empire Records. Not on Lex Fanning Day. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's I'm enjoying it. I haven't finished the episode yet, but I'm enjoying it quite a bit. I picked up uh, that episode of World to Play as well as a couple of other actual play podcasts that have been in contact with Kids on Bikes Yeah. to sort of uh, try out. But I'm really excited about that uh, Dan the Man Save the Music because yeah. I'm like, uh, I want to play that. I do too, but I feel like it would be really hard to not just turn it into right. let's just recite at the Empire Records script for the next two hours. Damn it, mucus! <laughs> oh, that's bad. <laughs> um, and then we also have uh, you all know Jamie, yes, who of wrote course. our theme song. Um, so he upgraded. So thank yeah. you, Jamie. Thank you. And uh, Vicente is back. He had had to drop out for a little bit, but he's back. And we're very excited to have him back. Welcome back, and we we got bing, we got Patreon bingo. I know. <laughs> hey, we got three in a row. That means we win. Aww. No, that's tic tac toe. Yeah, but it still means we win. So. It still means we win. Yeah. So yeah, thank you everyone very much, and uh, people at the five dollar level, your buttons are soon to be in the mail. They are in the mail. They, they are sitting in the mailbox right now. They're over there. I'll point to it. Right there at the mailbox. Speaking of people who are getting a button in the mail soon. Yes. We have a guest with us this week. Everybody say hello to Amity. Hey, it's me. <laughs> it's you. Amity is joining us from the Latecomers podcast and Podcasts Collected Presents. Yes. Oh, you got through it. Nice. I did. And also, Amity, is you might remember her from our PodCon episode. Yeah. Yes, where I was not on mic. So... <laughs> Let's see if we yeah, can I don't remember what ridiculous time travel questions we asked you, but I re seem to recall you giving a really good answer yeah. to whatever the questions were. Yeah. yeah. We didn't get any bad answers. We didn't. We should try to get some bad answers this year. Well, <laughs> okay. I guess it's that's an aim to have. <laughs> but yeah, Amity is a very longtime friend of the show. Yeah. Um, and we're excited to have her on to talk about Castle Rock. Castle Rock. Oh, I'm so excited. When I saw, first of all, that you were doing an All Hallows Steve month, I was like, oh, 
Am I gonna get the call? Am I gonna get the call? <laughs> yes, and then I and then I asked her yesterday because I'm very bad at time management and planning. <laughs> it's fine because I was like, should I reach out? No, they know what I want to talk about. I'll just sit here and be good. I talk about anything Stephen King. I longtime Stephen King lover, apologist, fanatic. <laughs> yeah, hey, us too. Yeah. yeah, what a weird coincidence. So I was. Uh... I was watching, uh, or I was listening to the Overdue. Overdue did a uh, an episode about uh, Carrie. Yes. To start yes, off their Yes, I Spooktober. haven't heard it yet. Yeah. It's it's really good. They had made some great points about his shortcomings, especially like early Stephen King shortcomings. Yeah. And I was like, Yeah, I know, but, but yeah. it's, Stephen, it's King. Stephen King. So like, he gets the pass. <laughs> he's gotten better. My favorite thing about Stephen King is that I think he knows his shortcomings. And he yeah. uh, he or sort of embraces his shortcomings because I actually wrote him a letter once and received a response. Oh, and it was what's this? I love everything that you do except why do your endings? Why are they so bad always? <laughs> he's like, because I don't want to say goodbye, and I'm like, eh, fair. <laughs> like I can't. That's yeah. not. That's a that's answer a good answer. That I that is can't a good answer. Find fault with so. How is this the first we're hearing of you having a letter, a personal letter from Stephen King? Did he sign it? I ha- it's a, a stampy. Mm. Okay. Thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, I had, I have clout. You have clout when you work at a very famous bookstore. So I have several okay. author related things, but I have to keep something up my sleeve for, you know, guest appearance. Guess, yeah, this. things like this, I suppose. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Well, should we? There's a lot to unpack. There's a ton yes. to unpack in Castle Rock. I think we should dive in. Yes. So it is a. It is on Hulu. If you want to watch along, or stop and watch, and or watch after we talk, or whatever. Spoilers will abound. Yeah. Okay. Good. I was gonna ask. I'm like, how do you wanna? Because yeah, no, I don't think that. I mean, there's no point in discussing it if we're not gonna just spoil yeah. the hell out and of it. Yeah. And even if we talk about every second of it. The fact that it's sort of ambiguous in its situations means that we don't necessarily spoil it because we could be wrong in our interpretation. It's right. also a very gorgeous show. So mm-hmm. even if like plot wise, we like we tell you what happens plot wise, it's it's excellently shot and very well performed. I, I agree. Yeah. I mean, yeah, even if we spoil some stuff, it's still worth watching. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So Castle Rock is, of course, uh, one of Stephen King's fictional main towns. Yes. Um, I feel like somehow in my life I've encountered Derry more than Castle Rock. He's written about Derry more. Has he written about Derry yeah. more? Because I feel like I've never read like the Shawshank or, you know, Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption right. or... Um, the body, which I think is also Castle Rock. I've never and like I've I have not read Needful Things, and I've not read yeah, a I bunch think, of stuff that. I think Gwendy's Button Box might be the only Castle Rock one that I have read. Was no, I was just about to ask if Salem's Lot was Castle Rock. No, no it was <laughs> Jerusalem's Lot. <laughs> so this show was done by J.J. Abrams. Yes, and I guess. It's one of those things like we've talked about um, with like 112263 where it's like, yeah, Stephen King was involved. Right. Stephen he didn't King like... was paid. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. So I don't know if we want to do beat by beat or if we want to do sort of overarching or if we want to do characters or how do we want to do this? You might want to do 
overarching characters because beat by beat is gonna get real windy (laughs) well and especially like there's a lot of episodes to cover so i think kind of basic here's another thing i don't remember uh any characters names i know you don't (laughs) okay (laughs) but you will remember descriptions of characters right so we open up with the warden at the shawshank prison right committing suicide right Pretty graphically, which was a surprise because you so, you know that dude's face, and you know yeah, that J.J. Abrams Terry O'Quinn, who likes on... Terry O'Quinn, and yeah. then yeah, yeah. bye. <laughs> like, yeah, he comes back in flashbacks later. Yeah, and he's voiceover, and he's got a good voice. So yeah, and then I'm trying to I don't remember specifically when everybody shows up, but it turns out that he's got Bill Skarsgård, who was Pennywise in the newest adaptation of it um he's got bill skarsgård locked in a cage in like the basement and of the prison it's called a um it's in a water cistern yeah yeah you have to like undo this lid and lift it up and then climb down into the thing but we actually we don't start with that suicide scene we start with pangborn in 1991 looking for a missing child that's right. 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 And he finds him standing in the middle of the lake. He just appears. The frozen lake. Yeah, he yeah. just appears in the middle of the frozen lake. Pangborn is the sheriff of Castle Rock. He's played by Ed, Ed Harris in other other stuff. He's a, he's a main right. character in Needful Things. Right. Oh, okay. He's I, the yeah. only I, sort I, of I, main character from another work that shows up in this. Okay. Yeah, because the, the warden from Shawshank is mentioned... Yeah, and the, the previous from one. The Shawshank Redemption. The Shawshank Redemption, Redemption is mentioned. Who, yeah. Right, because, right. And then uh, uh, Jack from The Shining is mentioned, but that none of right. them are They're not there. in it. Right. Right. So then, uh, so they, they find this kid in this water cistern. They keep calling him the kid. It's He's like in his late 20s, yeah. right. at least. But they keep calling him the kid. So they pull him out and they're trying to get him to tell them who he is, why he's there, and the only thing he will say is Henry Deaver. Right. Well, it turns out that Henry Deaver was the name of the kid who appeared in the middle of the frozen lake after having been missing for 11 years. He is now grown up and is a lawyer in Texas. Defending... Death row inmates. Yeah, death, death row, row inmates. inmates, yeah. So they call him up. Like, his his mom still lives in town. Um, can I say one thing real quick? Yeah. When he first says, they're like, who are you? What's your name? And he says, Henry Deaver. They're like, all right, well, this guy is not, not Henry, Henry Deaver. Deaver. Henry Deaver was this black kid who disappeared. Right. Yeah. There's... Clearly, this this man is not Henry Deaver. <laughs> so let's call up Henry Deaver. And, yeah. and there will be a point in this discussion where we get to refer to white Henry Deaver and black Henry Deaver. So that's right. fun. <laughs> yeah. Make, make a note of that. Yeah. <laughs> make a note of how... how uh, they were like, this guy isn't Henry Deaver. That's ridiculous. Right. <laughs> so they call up Henry Deaver, who is played by Andre Holland, and he's fantastic. He's very good. I really, really liked the character, and I liked the actor a lot. Yep. Uh, so he comes back and is staying with his mom, who is played by Sissy Spacek. Carrie! Who is also just fantastic. She's heartbreaking In her Stephen in King this. adaptation debut. Yes, she's never been in a single Stephen King thing ever before. <laughs> Certainly not one that anybody would ever have heard of. <laughs> All right, carry on. Thank you, James. <laughs> that was bad. It was very good. It was bad. 
There's Melanie Linsky's character. Right. Whose name... Molly. I'm Molly, okay. She is... She grew up across the street from Henry Deaver, and she's a real estate agent in town, and she's addicted to pills. Because she's psychic. Because right. she's psychic, and the Because oxy, this is Stephen King. <laughs> yeah. The oxy is the only thing that shuts the voices in her head up enough. She She's the type of psychic who, like, she's like a psychic empath. Yeah. Right. So she, like, hears the feelings of everyone around her. Except Henry um, Deaver, whose voice she can hear. Like, whose thoughts she can hear. Right. I'm trying to think. There aren't any other major... There's the, well, there's for the, the first four episodes, the guard at Shawshank, uh, Zalusi, right. is a pretty pivotal character because the warden is not about calling for help. The warden is about right. maybe killing this dude so that she doesn't have to deal with it. And and she's a new the, warden. The new, the warden, new warden played warden. by Ann Cusack. Yes. Yeah. yeah, not the dead warden. He's not much about anything. No. Anymore. anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> Yeah, the new warden is played by Ann Cusack. Also fantastic. Yep. Yeah. And the the guard was great. He was my favorite character. Yeah, I really liked him. And then there's um, Jackie Torrance. Played by Jane Levy. Yes. From, from Suburgatory. Suburgatory. Which I've never watched, but you and Mark keep saying. You really that need to like watch him. Suburgatory. Oh, I yeah. And really it's like it. finite. You'll like it. Yeah. It was probably three or four episodes with her in it before i realized why i knew her because in suburgatory she's a redhead right and in this she's a blonde i couldn't figure out she was a weird character she really she was. didn't do anything she did one thing she did, she did one, one thing, thing. <laughs> she did one thing honestly, spectacularly it's kind of like a, an owen meanie sort of thing it's like all building to the one moment when she needs to act yeah but she also talked with him and didn't seem affected by his stuff. That's true. Yeah. Which we'll get into. Yeah. Um, Should we go ahead and get into that? I guess so. So the kid makes people that are near him hostile. Just like, like so violent. Yeah. He can also he, project not th- images that are not real into your head. Correct. So, because... The first time we kind of see that is the guard at the end of season or of episode one. He yeah. is watch. He's the one. He's like manning all the security cameras, and he sees a bunch of dead guards, yeah. and then mm-hmm. goes out, gun out, like ready to figure out what has happened, and nothing has happened. None of what right. he saw was actually right. happening. And yeah, he almost. He almost shoots his friend, his friend guard. That Fortunately, he doesn't <laughs> at that point. Right. Um. <laughs> so it appears that the effects of the kid's powers are exacerbated by physical touch. Right. Because so yeah. if you have physic, if you have come into physical contact with him, you just like I guess go on killing sprees. Like if you give him the most awkward of fist bumps. Yes. Well, now to be fair. That was the kid's fault it was awkward. That was not the guard's fault. No, that's true. I'll give you that. The kid did not know what a fist bump was. Right. He had to be taught. Because he'd been in a dark room for many, many years. Many years. Turns out. Yeah, because yeah. the yeah, because the warden had had him in the in that room for like twenty seven years or something. Yeah. Twenty seven would be an appropriate amount of time for a Stephen King thing. Yeah, it's twenty seven. It's twenty yeah, yeah. Right. because of that very reason. Yeah. I'd like to also point out that Bill Skarsgård is not old enough to have been 
trapped in that thing for 27 years once we learn that Bill Skarsgård was the age that Bill Skarsgård currently is right. when he was kidnapped by the warden and stuck in the cistern thing. Right, because right, he did not age yeah. the whole time. Yeah, yeah, because um, Pangborn sees him and says, oh, you haven't aged. <laughs> yeah. Something's yeah. wrong. Everyone else keeps you getting haven't. older and he keeps staying the same age. Yeah, because Pangborn kept, like, saw the warden driving around with this kid in his trunk. Yeah. Yep. And chose to look the other way because the warden said, trust me. Right. Oh, and old Pangborn is played by the guy from Kung Fu. Scott Glenn. Um, Scott Glenn is that guy's name? It's not the guy from uh, Kung Fu, though. No, it's the guy from um, <laughs> Kill yes. Bill? Yes, he's Kill Bill. Bill. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's what I know him from. Yeah, yeah. You probably know he him was, from a lot familiar. of stuff. He's been in a ton of stuff, but yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely he is Bill of Kill Bill. Man, that guy's voice is nice. So deep. Yeah, he that the episode, the sort of bottle episode almost with him and Sissy Spacek where he gets his oh, comeuppance. You mean the best episode of the whole yeah, series? Yeah, it was an it was I mean, it was incredible. Is that the dementia episode? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The, queen the Queen was what it was called. Yes, yeah. it's and called if, the Queen. It's about halfway through the season. And if you watch if you don't watch this show at all, go watch that episode on its own. It might be a little confusing a little bit. But also, it's excellent. You're going to like it. Yeah. Yeah. Sissy Spacek in that episode was just, oh, she was so good. Yeah. If they could have found a way to make that the season finale, I wish they would have. They I, couldn't have. I'm kind of mad that I continued to watch the show mm. after that. Oh, come on. There's time travel maybe after that. Maybe. Well, yeah, it's the maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it's the maybe. Well, so, be glad that at least it's got a second season. So they might pick uh, up. It almost makes my brain hurt to think about it. <laughs> well, I'm like, I'm torn as to whether they'll try and or they'll they'll tell you what they meant. This is a J.J. Abrams thing, so it's possible that he doesn't even know what he meant. But it's but possible he'll say he did. that season two will either tell you what they meant or we're just going to go to the Overlook with uh, Jane Levy's character and yeah. peace out of Castle Rock for a while. I don't. Yeah. Like... I would be fine with that. I, yeah, I wouldn't mind because partly because it would give her more of a reason to have been in the first season. Right. I mean, like the stuff that she did that ended up having a purpose didn't have to be done by her character. I mean, it didn't have to be. There Do was we some... want to say what it was? Because so, I've kind of forgotten. Um, <laughs> and so I need she, a reminder. <laughs> before, before the thing happens, she reveals that she is named after her uncle, Jack Torrance. But she isn't. Or no, she, she has means... nicknamed herself. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> her after name's her Diane. uncle, Jack Torrance, who is uh, played by Jack Nicholson in... The Shining. Right, yeah. Her her name is Diane, and right. she decides to start going by Jackie to piss off her family. Right. In the episode that we're talking about, there are these inn owners that, are, that have killed this couple right. and have dismembered them and are trying to get rid of the body. And she basically... So then Henry goes and finds... Um, goes into the inn for some reason and finds pictures of the kid all over this room. The inn the house... was the warden. It was the home house. of the dead warden. Oh, okay, you're yeah. right, right, right. And Terry O'Quinn, dead warden, right. not mm -hmm. Ann Cusack, dead warden, who does eventually become a dead warden. Right. She gets final destination. Yeah, she yeah, does. She does. Um... I literally said that too. <laughs> <laughs> I think when that happened, I think I. I actually like out loud said, oh, fuck, <laughs> because I did not see it coming. I was like, Final Destination. And then the person I was watching it with said, how do they never hear a bus? 
It's true. I've never been that close to a bus and not heard it. This is true. They have other things on their mind. Slash death silencer. Yeah. So he finds this room that is filled with paintings of the kid that I guess the warden did. It just occurs to me. had done, yeah. Yeah. Warden Lacey. Uh, Warden Lacey. Right, right. dated them. He had dated them, so... Oh, okay. Yeah, so there's That's why he spends portrait. so long. Yeah. Yeah, it's an annual portrait of this kid not aging. And in one of them, he's wearing the outfit that Henry was wearing when he went missing. Right. And so that is something that they zoom in on, and I know that because I was falling asleep while I was watching the episode, and I was like, wait, we're looking in on something, and then I zoned out. What are we doing? So I rewound it. He's like, oh, that's me when I was a kid. So then at that exact moment, the dude of the couple that owns the inn that killed the person is like, uh, you can't be in here. And then he's like, all right, man. All right, cool. Let's, I'm just going. And then his wife, the most casual stab <laughs> of all time. It was very casual. <laughs> it was very casual. Yeah. Like that knife had to be so sharp because she was just like, hey, what's up? Stab. It's in your, the knife is inside you now. Yeah. Um, so then they they have a tussle and it basically in my mind like Looney Tunes style they sort of roll down the stairs yeah. and like yeah. smoke of limbs and whatever they find themselves outside and right as the the guy is going to attack or kill Henry uh, he gets an axe right That's in the head right yeah by because Jackie. there was an axe that this 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 was a weird episode because it was almost a bottle episode. Yeah. Um, we we see Molly sell them this house, right? Um, Which we saw in the first episode, them investigating the house. Yes, that's right. And then they're setting up basically, <laughs> and it's funny because Jackie's like, "Why didn't I do this?" Um, <laughs> like a a bunch of mannequins through the house, showing sort of the the horrible history of castle rock and one right. of the mannequins is just in their living room with an axe in his head and right. so that's where the axe comes from like it doesn't come from nowhere it comes from their own living room because and jackie like corrects their work yeah, yeah she was like that's the wrong kind of axe yeah that's right because it was a fire axe it or was something a fire axe and it was supposed to be like a hatchet or something yeah so that's why i so another thing is that jackie has like hung out with the kid yeah. yeah, and been just like totally fine and chill with him. Yeah, because because Henry bust didn't bust him out of prison, but basically was like, "You're holding this guy." Lawyered him out of prison. Yeah, lawyered him out of prison. He's like, he's got no reason to be in prison. We don't know how he got there. We don't know why he was there, but he's not a record as being an inmate. Right. So let him out, and so he ends up taking him to stay at uh, Molly's office. Jackie is work working for her. Jackie's kind of like her. Jackie scout? seems to be as kind of a. She seems to be kind of a catch-all. She like does, a, she does all the jobs. She's all like trades. a cat Jackie rabbit. of all trades. <laughs> yeah. Yes. She's a Jackie of all trades. <laughs> she's, she's like the Uber or whatever in the town. <laughs> yeah, she is the lone Uber. She's yeah. So she ends up hanging out with a kid for a bit, and seems to be immune to his whatever. Which I think must be like a genetic. Either yeah. he was able to like hold it in. But I got the impression that it was sort of an atmospheric, just sort of like murder B.O. sort of deal. Yeah. But she was unaffected by it. I assumed because she has psychopathy in her family. So yeah. she was already, that's her secret. She's always angry sort of deal. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Molly isn't really affected either. But I imagine that's because of her psychicness. But she, right. does, she does say that he makes 
the world feel wrong. Like she she can't explain it, but she's like it's it feels different. Like she yeah. can actually sense whatever's happening even if it's not affecting her the way that it affects other people who can't sense that something's wrong but are right. being affected by it. Yeah. So I they take him to a, ho- a mental hospital? Yes. Yep. Um and he burns it down. Or it burns he down. He <laughs> makes somebody light a fire. Or right. it's unclear because we get it all through the radio or whatever, right? Right. Or t- like yeah. TV Which is such a Stephen and... King thing, I can't even stand yeah. it. <laughs> and so he ends up moving in with Henry. Henry, yeah, because basically, uh, because uh, the sheriff is like, no, yeah, no, the new sheriff. Is there a new sheriff? There's a new sheriff because Pangborn retired at the beginning of. In like the first or second episode. Well, right? he had the, the been new... retired for a long time. They were giving him. They were naming a bridge after him. That's right. Yeah. And everybody just him. thought of him as the sheriff. So when they wanted police things, they would call him, even though he hadn't been the sheriff for a number of years. That's right. God, that would be so annoying. <laughs> it really would be. He's like, I just want to live in my retirement with my dementia girlfriend. Right. Just leave me alone. People. Yeah. And they don't put the kid in the house. They put him in like a shed out. It's like a, like a garage, like the garage, right? Yeah. Almost like, it, I wonder if maybe at one point it was meant to be a guest house and it's kind of turned into like an overflow storage room. Yeah. Cause it's, something, cause, cause it, it wasn't seems... physically attached to the house. It was like some steps away through the forest yeah. a little bit. But it, it looked like a, like an insulated space. It wasn't like, mm-hmm. ju- it wasn't just a shed or right. something. Right, right, right. No, that's true. Uh, let me just let, let's just get. We're about to approach a point of, for me, super speculative. What happened, and then I think right. we should circle back to other stuff or whatever. I do think we need to talk about Molly and Henry's dad. Right, like how she killed yeah. Henry's yeah, dad. Yeah, like how she killed him. <laughs> right, I, I forgot she about that. She finished it. She right, didn't she, yeah. start it. <laughs> So, well, because it ends up just in the protecting Henry. Yeah. So at the at the beginning of the season, it's just kind of this vague Henry goes missing and his dad like winds up winds up falling off a cliff. Or he's something. fallen off of a cliff and his back is broken. So they right. find him and they bring him back to the house and he's basically on a ventilator. Right. And meanwhile, the boy is still missing. Right. Then he dies. Later in the night. In, yeah, he yeah, one night he just dies. And later then, in the season, we see there are flashbacks that show that he was actually a pretty important character. Yeah. He, he was a He's the a priest, sort of impetus. Pre, a reverend. reverend. He was a reverend. Mm-hmm. Um who Oh, right. Okay, so there's this whole thing um with the sound of the universe yes or the sound of the frequency of the universe this is about where my brain started to lose track of what was happening so kieran culkin is it's rory with this was it rory i think it's rory Rory it's rory yeah Um, a non-macaulay culkin right (laughs) one of your non-macaulay's culkin oh mean oh Oh, that was mean i I, I don't feel good about that we're just kidding rory and or kieran (laughs) We didn't really mean that. All all Culkins are calibrated based on their appearance or non-appearance in Home Alone. So I mean, like, uh, you're. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> um, because wait, Rory wasn't in Home Alone. Kieran was in Home Alone. That is correct. Both of them were. I thought only Macaulay was in Home Alone. One oh. of the Culkin brothers was one of the cousins. 
Oh. He's the guy that, that burped and peed himself and stuff. Which one was in Saved? That was, that was Macaulay. Macaulay. Okay. I think he's the only one I know then. Yeah. They, I all the rest of the Culkins goes have brown. Down. That one has Kieran. Igby in Goes it. Down was Kieran, right? Yeah. Igby Goes Down is pretty good. I've never even heard of that. It's like mid 2000s. 20 year old me 2000s. watched that movie like a whole bunch of times. It was a very like. If you've if you'd if you'd seen it at the time, you would have watched it a bunch of times. Maybe not okay. you, but like most people. People that yeah. Okay. So okay. Anyways, they meet this deaf guy and his interpreter uh-huh. in the woods, and he, Henry does. Henry does, and they go on this. They he talks about this thing where it's like I can hear the sound of the universe, like kind of like it's almost like feedback. Yeah. And so it turns out that the guy has stabbed out his own ears so that he can just hear that. And he's sort of like a, a, an acolyte of that noise. Yeah. Um, and he's about to do it to his buddy over here. Right. Right. <laughs> but instead, he decides to lock Henry in... Oh, there's a word for the kind of booth that he is in. It, I mean, it, it's it's like an it's an isolation chamber. It's not like a full-on sensory deprivation yeah. tank where you like float it's it's the kind they have one in minnesota where it has these foam spikes it basically like it goes to zero sound wise so you can like hear your blood moving and like your heart beating and like your stomach digesting and stuff why do they have one of those in minnesota for sound studying and stuff like that Oh, it's like for a scientific thing. It's yeah. not yeah. just like a random tourist attraction. No, but like like Dessa wrote about it in her book. Like okay. she went into it and like she was like, I tried to sing, but like there was no uh, 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 reverberation. So like her her voice sounded super weird because like it didn't bounce off anything. Oh, so weird. all bad notes sounded super bad and whatever. Ooh. Um, yeah. Anyways. Um, so. So Henry gets locked in the woods in one of those. Right. But then... It has to basically. He spends like an episode and a half locked in this thing, and yeah, we just, we just don't, don't see, see him. him. Yeah, because that's what was going on during the Queen, right? Yes, right, right. Yeah, that's where he was while his mom was slowly sliding deeper and deeper into dementia. Yeah, over the course of an episode. Um, Although the the episode the Queen actually is over more than just that one time period. It takes place um, yes. over the course of what, everything the cor- we've it's seen so over far. The course of right. Just before the show starts through the show, yeah. Oh, right. Henry's son is there, and he's played by the guy that plays Mike in It. Yeah, he is. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can't uh-huh. remember the character's name. Wendell. Oh. Wendell, yeah. Wendell, right. Wendell. So the thing with the sound um, is sort of a, it's sort of an arc-long thing, because we find out that oh, right, right. Henry's father yes. heard this and continually took Henry as a child into the woods to get him to hear it as well. Henry's adopted. Henry's right. adopted. His I don't parents know. are white and his I don't know white. if that's super relevant, but it is I feel relevant like it in might this be. timeline, but in episode nine Yeah, well yeah. we get a switcheroo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So I, the whole thing with Henry's father is he's pretty abusive. Yeah. He mm-hmm. makes it clear to baby Henry that he is going to kill Ruth. That's this is yeah. basic. That's his mom. Yep. And by the end of the show, we know that he brings Henry into the woods at night, which Molly sees happen. And right. that's when he goes missing. During that missing streak, he Henry himself pushes his father off of the cliff to prevent him from killing his mother. Right. 
which is what Molly has heard and entuned, which is why she then goes back and suffocates him. Yeah, she like pulls out the ventilator tube. And uh, Matthew Deaver, Reverend Matthew Deaver, the Henry's dad, had written on a notepad, Henry did it. Yes, that's right. right. Yes, like, that's right. And like, like wrote it down for, was it Pangborn or? Yes. Well, for, for his for... wife, who has in, been in love with Pangborn for time, since time immemorial. Right, right. right. Yeah. Uh, which is why she's on his shit list and it's going to get. Right. Like, that's why he says he's going to kill her is because she's not ever done anything with the sheriff, but clearly they are together, which is why Alan Pangborn, the very first scene is out in the woods looking for Henry because he knows that there was this note. Right. Right. He knows that now he is dead and he knows that Henry's going to die out in the woods if nobody finds him. And it's been 11 yeah, days and they assume that he is. It's a rest. Yeah. 11 days of winter in Maine. Right. Yeah. So, so that's sort of the whole sound thing. Oh, except then we find out that the deafened man is found murdered. Right. His yeah. assistant points the finger at Henry, and I'm like, uh, he was about to poke your ears out, so I feel like you've got a pretty good motive, sir. But I, yeah, I also, Henry was locked in that yep. well, yeah. chamber, and Molly rescued him, right? Yes, she did. She and she discovered the dead, the dead dude. Yeah. Um, okay, so an episode, I'm guessing eight, ends with Molly and the kid mm-hmm. hanging out. They're just mm-hmm. chilling out. Right. And the kid casually changes the subject to talk about how Molly died in the woods. Right. And and end of end of end of episode. Which she's seen. She's seen a flash of that. Right. Of her own yeah. death. Right. So then the next episode starts. <laughs> this is my favorite episode and you guys hate it so much. <laughs> I didn't I didn't hate it. I didn't know second favorite. I, I would like it more watching it a second time, yeah. knowing what was going on. So meet Henry Deaver, played by Bill Skarsgård. He's this dude. So the, it starts with him. His mom, like, this was the most upsetting part of the of the show for me. Was his mom like tried to suffoc like kill him with a hanger? Yeah. And then he and then she 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 wasn't like wiping off her hands but she may as well have been like walking with purpose back and then and this like this wasn't ruth was it wasn't sissy spacek it wasn't sissy spacek but wasn't it her character i didn't think so because i thought that because they de-aged no sissy no spacek. he was still adopted he was still adopted this he was, was still this adopted. was his, right. he just adopted. wasn't adopted by the Devers because the Devers had a quote-unquote natural child right which is the kid, this Bill Skarsgård's character. Oh, okay. Okay, no, no, no. Okay, so, so that Henry, was Sissy Spacek Henry that tried Deaver to kill. was still a black child adopted in Maine by, I think, a white family and did go missing. So okay. that piece was the same. But I don't remember Sissy Spacek being the one who tried to kill it the wasn't. Baby. It wasn't played. The actress wasn't Sissy Spacek, but I... I don't think that it was... Do you remember Amity? I don't think that it was her character. No, let me... So this is this is how I interpreted the episode. He, Henry Deaver, white Henry Deaver, was almost killed by his mom. And then he wasn't. And in the world where there's a black Henry Deaver, that, that, that baby, that white baby died. Okay. In the other universe, that white baby didn't die. 
And so that baby was adopted and named Henry Deaver by Sissy Spacek and evil Reverend Dude instead of the black kid. Right. So it wasn't Ruth who tried to kill him. Right. Okay. That's that, that's my interpretation. That was how I that was how I got it. So Henry Deaver grows up. He's this dude. Everything that we knew about Black Henry Deaver is White Henry Deaver. Right. He's a he he's a, a he's business dude. He's an ad dude. guy though. He's yeah. an ad, he's an ad, right right okay yeah, he's right, like right. an ad executive. He's an ad exec. He he's married. He, he moves has to a New York, married and they're trying to get pregnant. Right. So he has this happy life. Bill Skarsgård is smiling like a natural human being. <laughs> it's weird. Um, which is weird to watch. It was weird. <laughs> like, and then he gets called back to Castle Rock for reasons. And I think something to do with his mom in yeah. like having failing health or something. Right. His dad had just died. Okay. Reverend oh, Deaver okay. had just died probably 11 days before if the math checks out in an alternate reality situation time is wibbledy wobbledy in this yeah it definitely is so basically henry white henry deaver finds himself uh going down to a basement in terrier quinn's house yeah no um no no? it's not it's his father's house it's reverend matthew deaver because ruth had left him and he had that's right. In that timeline, Ruth in had that left, timeline, had run away Ruth with had separated, Alan. brought well, yeah, run away with Alan, and took her son with him with them, um, and Matthew sort of took their son, White Henry Deaver, White Henry, right. who Deaver. then grew up to be an ad exec in New York, and yeah. has now come back to take care of wrapping the up his father's estate. Of his, exactly, and right. fine. That's right. So they go down. Small he goes down to his, right, which is previously <laughs> locked up. Right. We've seen this lock on on the lock to the basement, this like math, this padlock or whatever. Yeah. So he he breaks that off, goes down, and finds this black kid in a cage. That's right. Yes. And okay, so at this point, I was sort of like, wait, what is happening now? Uh huh. So those sounds, as I interpreted them were two alternate universes kind of grinding up against each other. Right. Okay. And the woods was where the grinding was happening. Sure. Mm-hmm. Somewhere and in so, a space in the woods. Yeah. Right. So Black Black Henry Boyd Deaver went, went to wandering at his father's, you know, forcing him to. Right. And crossed over and showed up in other universe where white henry deaver is white henry deaver and all this stuff he got you know matthew locked him in a cage all this stuff what we don't know is whether that happened in this uh times 1991 or this times 2018 we don't know if this child has been locked up for as long as the kid has been in our reality or for just the 11 days that he was missing during our time and possibly both and Simultaneously, grown-up Bill Skarsgård, Henry Deaver, crosses over also into 1991? 1991. So he and Molly take the black Henry Deaver child into the woods. That's where Molly eats it. Right. Can't remember. She's shot. She gets shot, yeah. I think, doesn't Alan shoot her? By whom? It's possible. I think Alan is chasing them, trying to catch up to them, and he fires a shot. And it's that thing in TV shows where it's like, who did it hit? And then 
Molly slumps to the ground. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And then they end up crossing over. So when Henry Deaver pops up in 1991 uh, as the found missing child, Bill Skarsgård well, also shows up. And is captured by Terry O'Quinn. Yes. Put in a boot, pulled over by Alan Pangborn, who sees him at that, at whatever grown age he is. Right. Right. And then just closes the thing because he trusts the warden. So this is a thing that confused me. Why does Terry O'Quinn think that Bill Skarsgård Henry Deaver is the devil and needs to be locked up? God told him. God told him. There the is... same way God told Matthew Deaver to lock up mm-hmm. young black Henry Deaver. Yes. Right. We just don't really know why like it's did, like did terry o'quinn just like find him wandering and mm-hmm. stuck him in the back of his car and took him to the prison water cistern thing yep That's at this, exactly at this point in the Basically. series my brain had kind of stopped um processing what was happening right. yeah because i was just so confused so basically there's one episode left which i didn't realize yeah <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I had forgotten yes. that this was a they do 10. series. The Hulu does yeah. a series of 10, yeah. And basically the mission for the last episode is get everyone, put all the Henrys back where all the Henrys belong. Right. Yeah. And basically get us back to the start of the se- the season with young Black Henry suddenly reappearing in the Maine Woods 1991. Right. Um, And that happens with the exception of the uh, white Henry Deaver doesn't make it back because he gets young black Henry Deaver back. No, no, no. Um, they're going into the wood. He's he He has. Um, so we've got two Henry Deavers of approximately the same age, one black and one white. Right. Um, and adult they're right. They're locked up in jail. Right. And the white one starts making stuff go down so that they can break out. And then at gunpoint, he takes adult Black Henry Deaver out to the woods because he's like, I just want to go back to my time or whatever. And at one point, there's a flash and we see basically a demon face on Bill Skarsgård's character. Uh, like he's aged not the 27 years that he's been in our world, but like 127 years. Right. right. Which uh, Black Henry Deaver sees and goes, oh, no, <laughs> this <laughs> is not. Mm-mm. And right. he ends up, I don't remember even how he overtakes him, but he overtakes him. And then we get a flash forward of a year and we see Molly, who has moved the F out of Castle Rock and is uh, in Florida with her mom doing mm-hmm. excellent real estate business. Henry Deaver is working in Castle Rock, and then we see him go to the now-abandoned Shawshank prison because there was too many riots, and so they had to close it down. Right. Um, and then following this, the same tracks that uh, presumably the former warden had followed many, many times, we see that he has relocked up Bill Skarsgård in the depths of the prison. Right. And is feeding him. 
I guess this is an anniversary or it's Christmas or something because he brings him it's, a burger and he says it's Christmas Day. Yeah. yeah, it's Christmas Day. That's right. Um, and then the last, basically, the last shot is Black Henry Deaver has left, and we see White Henry Deaver or the kid. We we're gonna revert to calling him. Yeah. Smile. Right. At the camera. And and Jackie that... is off to the Overlook Hotel to write her book. Right. And right. then there's like a like an Avengers stinger mid credits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that was part of what confused me as well because like why did he Because presume like at this point it seems like Bill Skarsgård has a grasp of who he is. Like at the beginning of the series, he is disoriented. He doesn't really seem to know what's going on. Whether he actually does and is just staying quiet or not is unclear. But he appears disoriented and like he has no idea who he is, where he is, when he is. Except he does say that he's Henry Deaver. Right, right. He does say. (laughs) However, the warden had also told him when they find you, at some point, someone's going to come down here and find you. Yeah. You tell them you want Henry Deaver. Right. Henry so Matthew that, Deaver. Yeah, right. he gives them so, the full name. Yeah, Henry Matthew Deaver. So it was very it's unclear when they say who are you and he says Henry Matthew Deaver, he is both saying his own name and also following the warden's instructions to request Andre Holland uh Henry Deaver or he's to, to saying come. the only words that he's going to say because right. at, other than that he doesn't say anything for several episodes. Yeah. Right. And so that's why it's unclear if he's actually disoriented, if he's biding his time. It seemed to me like by the time they got child Henry back to the middle of the lake and Bill Skarsgård Henry didn't get back to his own time and adult Andre Holland Henry is still in the current time. Like it seemed clear to me that Bill Skarsgård, like he knew who he was. He knew when and where he was when and where he was supposed to be, he didn't seem evil. Like the first no. half of the series, he seems evil. And you're thinking, okay, this guy is causing all of these, you know, bad, like violent riots and fires and all these people and are dying. And doing it and deliberately. And it seems like he's doing it deliberately. And maybe he was to get himself out of the prison. It's not clear. It's not clear. Some of it seems not deliberate. Like when he wandered into that family's house during their kid's birthday party and then they all started killing each other. That didn't seem to be deliberate. Unless he was bored and that's how he just, you know, spends a Saturday night. So that's why I don't understand at the end. Like, is he actually evil? I think he's extraneous. I think he's an extra Henry Deaver in a world that doesn't, need another Henry Deaver in it. Right. So it's like he's breaking physics. And so I wonder if his presence sets off something in some in people that it's like something is everything about the world seems off because of the proximity of this extra set of atoms. Right. Is like sending a ripple effect that's like people lose their minds because they can't handle the extra mass around them or whatever. So it's not like he's evil. It's just that he is there. Right. And so eventually then, I think he uses it to his, his advantage. Like with sure. the, at the last episode, he's definitely like, let me use my powers real quick. Well, yeah. And like that last smile that he shoots at the camera was unsettling to say the least. Mm-hmm. So like, 
I, that's why I like I don't I don't understand. But oh, I think it, that it also confuses be, my brain. It could I think be that he also said. was it could also be that he is because he's extraneous. Whatever that force that causes the rift and the evil just becomes like uses him as its physical form. Right. Right. Okay. And then I th- I think we're meant to believe that the stuff everything bad that happens at Shawshank. Um, you know how in it, um, Derry was bad mm-hmm. because basically Pennywise was underneath its entirety. Right. Yeah. That, but for Shawshank. Right. Um, I think something else is that when he first got apprehended by uh, Terry O'Quinn, he was maybe normal dude from out of town, right? Way out of town. <laughs> um. That was dumb. No, uh, he was normal dude from in town. From in, right, right, <laughs> right. And then he was locked up in the dark for twenty seven years. Right. So like a that, little bit. That'll fuck with you. I got Ooh. the impression though at the end that he went into jail willingly because he was like, because I think the rift closed. Did I get the impression yeah. that the rift closed? Yeah. Um, and so he was like, well, I guess I'll just be down here in this hole because I don't want to be causing a bunch of death again. And then. I think a year later, um, Black Henry Duver visits him and he gets that smile on his face because he's like, all right, well, I've had about enough of this. I'm going to... Time to break out ...do and some stuff, yeah. Go, yeah, I... Or he's getting more powerful as he's here longer. Or, That's you know, as true. he's in this reality longer, yeah. he might be causing all kinds of stuff, but, you know, he's on... It's just the, like the groundwater is getting, yeah. you know, That's dirtier true. as Or he's go. breaking Henry Deaver. That, that's also true. I feel like this is this story would work better for me in writing. Yep. Because you would get all of the narration yep. to kind of fill in some of these blanks. And you don't get that in TV. And I, like, I really, I liked it, but then I also kind of hated it because it didn't make <laughs> sense and it left me so confused but I feel stupid for being confused because I feel no. like if I was read if I was reading this as a book, I don't think I'd be as confused. Well, it depends on how much they give you and how much they don't. And you know, well, Stephen we, King would have given us Stephen King would have given just us all of it. Stephen King would have almost gone. He would have gone given us so much. Yeah. And then just even more, yeah. and I would have been confused in the opposite direction. Yeah, because what you've got to think, remember though, is. If we were getting this in writing, would we be getting Stephen King's writing or would we be getting J.J. Abrams' writing? And well, I would offer true. that J.J. Abrams' writing is not going to be more clear. Oh, no, yeah, no. True. I'm talking like if this was actually a Stephen King story. A Stephen book. King right. story, yeah. Yeah, I think there are some things that you couldn't, like, I think you couldn't do chapter one. White Henry Deaver was both, like, no. you couldn't do things with, like, they're two different races and they're they're yeah. having the sort of they're living the same they're living parallel lives but they're living different lives and like I'm sure Stephen King could find a way to do that without maybe. it being like I feel bad that for the past hour we've been saying black Henry Deaver and white Henry Deaver but you know Honest... Andre Holland signed up for this and was like I'm going to be referred to as black Henry Deaver uh, now like I'm sure I'm sure what's, and it... what's so hard is that it went 8 episodes and it was just Henry Deaver and the mm-hmm. kid right and then all of a sudden, there's multiple Henry Deavers, and yes. they're all different ages. Maybe. There's so two Maybe. black Henry Deavers of different ages. There's one white Henry Deaver in two timelines. Yeah. Yeah. I think that it it worked best when it was 
well, it worked best in the Queen because that was just a uh, excellently written episode. I feel like yeah, it overall was. it worked best when it was just like incidental stuff. Yeah. When it was not the overarching story, it was like, hey, here's something weird. Here's yeah. something else that's kind of weird. Yeah. I thought that was where it worked best for me. When it started, I kind of expected it to be more like that, uh, what is it, Past Perfect episode, which is the in episode, which is almost a standalone story. Yeah. And I yeah, expected okay, yeah, yeah. sort of 10 of those rather yeah, yeah. than this. I mean, yeah, the like... first four episodes are almost a standalone thing. I mean, and, and we got, we were watching the, the fourth episode and we're like, you know, not a lot of it's happening in this show. It's yeah. really, Kevin I'm abandoned it after how, the first episode because, yeah. <laughs> how little is actually happening. Like, I'm liking the action or the actors and the, 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 um, the performances are wonderful. And like you said, visually, it's beautiful. Not a lot's happening. And then the end of episode four is this straight massacre at the prison. Yeah. When the um, guard who has been promised that he will be able to testify about the injustices that are inside inside Shawshank and he's going to clean the place up. And finally, like and he's got a his baby voice on is going to be heard. He's got a baby on the way. And then all of a sudden, um, uh, you know, Henry says, you know, we're just going to take a plea. We're going to take the settlement that they're going to give us. You don't have to testify. And that is, possibly coupled with the kid's influence causes him to kill everyone and by everyone i, think, I mean I think, I think all the guards he I, didn't I, he wasn't killing inmates yeah no and i think it was <laughs> definitely coupled with the kid's influence because yeah. i don't think that guard would have just gone on a rampage no. against his co-workers because of the kid taking a plea yeah right that's true or but it was whatever. it was that his whatever. voice was gonna be silenced because his last line and it's so good like the line reading is so good is i want to testify and then he's shot from behind and taken yeah out. yeah and then the next, uh, yeah, that the next episode really good the next episode was the queen right i believe so yeah i wanted to, so we're at about an hour but i want to talk about that episode specifically because it was a story within itself you see so from the beginning sissy Can- I'm so sorry, but if we're if is, are we gonna finish with this with this episode? We can. I just want to say one quick thing. Okay. The most disturbing part of the first four episodes to me was the guard that had the shift before that guard. That lady would always tell him like smile, blah blah, blah and like say like the creepiest things to him on her way out. She'd be like, you, you of, know, like you, the video room. Yeah. 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 I was like, this is the most unsettling shift change I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And uh yeah. Yeah, it was it was the creepy it was certainly the creepiest part for me of the first four episodes was that was that lady. Sure. I do want to clarify real quick. It's actually those four episodes which are like Shawshank Central, then there are two episodes where we basically get the father backstory. Right. Yeah. Um yeah. and then episode 7 is the queen cuz I do oh, I do okay. think oh. you could watch this episode on its own and I do want to be clear that this it is 7 it is episode 7. Yeah, no, I'm glad five. you took actual notes instead of <laughs> I started taking notes and very quickly realized that it was not well, going <laughs> to work for me. I and I did what I, I mean, always I've, do. I've got various notes. I've also looked up these easter eggs things and yeah. also yeah. I tried to rewatch it starting yesterday but um yeah, that didn't happen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I couldn't get all the way through it. Yeah, day. that was my fault for not giving you enough. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, so, okay, so episode seven, The Queen. Yes. So, Sissy Spacek's character, Ruth, 
Henry's mom. Yes. Has dementia. And this episode is just, it appears, because at this point in the series, we don't know about the multiple timelines and the two universes and whatever. So we think that this episode is just a slow slide deeper and deeper into her illness. It's not until later when we learn about the other timeline that we're like, oh, she does have something, but whether it's actual dementia coupled with remembering her other timeline. Right. Or if it's just that she has gone crazy from being aware of two timelines happening at the same time. There's one point in a later episode where she's standing, I think it, it might be in the Queen where she jumps off the bridge. It was not as an ep- the second episode. It was when the oh, bridge was that was, early. Yeah, it was that early. Yeah, um, okay. it's okay. when when they're you know naming it for him. Right. It's okay. At that, because um, she sees a dog. There's an uh, an ongoing thing with her and dogs where she yeah. thinks old dogs are back, and but she sees Henry. She sees the kid, and thinks it's her husband. And this and that happens multiple times throughout the season. And so there's a, in one of the later episodes, it might be the final episode, she is once again standing up on the ledge of the bridge and Molly comes up behind her and is like, Ruth, let's go home. And Ruth turns around and she's like, this happens every time. And you always say that. And I always end up going back home. And so like, and that, and I think that was the line that had me be like, oh, she is aware that there are two timelines happening and it's fucking with her head. And doesn't doesn't Molly say something in that exchange where Ruth's like, you've never said that before. Yeah. That was, I like when that happened, when that yeah. kind of thing happens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, we also know that Ruth goes on walks through the woods. Yeah. So it's yeah. possible that she's slipping through That's not true. knowing it. That's true. Yeah. And then just living where she finds herself because what else are you going to do? Right. Yeah. That's so, true. Um. She is instructed by her doctor, therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, her, the doctor doesn't, doesn't say to do this specifically, but she starts leaving chess pieces places. And she knows that if she is a place where she feels weird, she can look for the chess piece in that room to like help and bring her, her back to the present. Right. Because mm-hmm. she's having like flashbacks to other times where she is. It's like a, a, a waking dream. Yeah. She's finding herself in old memories, but then she's like, this is weird. Oh, wait a minute. There's that chess piece. And she grabs it and suddenly she's back where she was, where she should be. Right. And it's and, this... and the episode is crafted as though this is her own way of bringing herself back from the memories that are being caused by her illness. It's kind of, kind of like an inception-y sort of like, yeah. she can't tell if, what she's experiencing is real or a memory until she finds a chess piece, which is sort of like an anchor back to the time. Right. But looking back on it, knowing that there's multiple universes, I th- they're, they're not necessary. Like, I can't tell if it's, like you said, if she's been going back and forth between these universes or if she's just cognizant of her counterparts. Like, if there's some kind of link that has her being aware of what her counterpart is doing, she ends up at the end of that episode. It's so sad. She ends up, like, in the the guest house or whatever that the kid has been staying in. And Alan comes in, and she turns around, and she's got a gun in her hands. Because she was going to shoot 
the, the kid. kid who she thought mm-hmm. was Matthew. Yeah. So she's she's like, he's going to get me. I'm going to kill him so he can't get me. So she's got this gun in her hands. Somebody comes in behind her. She turns around and shoots, thinking it's the kid slash Matthew, and it's Alan. Right. Which has been orchestrated by the kid. Right. Right. As revenge, because he says, why why did you leave me in the trunk of that car? Yeah. Like, I remember you. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you might have aged, but I know who the hell you are, and and I'm not okay with the 27 years going the way that it went. And it's hard because it's heartbreaking to watch Ruth recognize mm-hmm. what has happened. And because it is the world that it is, I maybe 26% expected Alan Pangborn to be alive in the next episode. Right. <laughs> I well, what you do see in the next episode is her asking for him. She yeah. doesn't remember what she's done, which is grace, I think. Yeah. But, because I don't think the kid has malice towards her. Right. Right. It's right. it wasn't about her. Right. It was right. about saw me in the trunk of a car. Right. And I'm torn because on the one hand, it's so heartbreaking for Ruth that this mm. has happened. But on the other hand, Pangborn kind of deserved it. Oh a, a little. He did not, leave a dude not really. in the trunk he of did, a car. He, 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 did, he did a bad thing. Yeah, he was the sheriff and he did a bad thing and he deserved some sort of... Like, I don't fault the kid for retaliating. No. I do wish it hadn't gone down the way it had because Alan was like the anchor that was holding Ruth. Alan and the chess pieces were the anchors holding her to reality. So how that episode ends is she finds herself in the memory of when Alan came back to town. Yeah. And he's like, hey... I love you, so what's up? Right. And she's like, come on in. And you see him, you see her letting him in and, and whatever. And you see it from the perspective of the queen, right? That's why it's called the queen? Yeah. So you see the queen chess piece. Right. And you see her ignore the hell out of that chess piece because right. she's like, I'll, I'll be staying this here. Is... That'll be fine. Right. Which is sort of... The opposite of the time traveler's wife. I got a big time traveler's wife vibe from that episode. Yeah. Except for time traveler's wife, I super, super enjoyed. The ending was rough in the exact opposite way that this, the ending of this show was unrough. Like yeah. it was like, well, that's sort of tragic, but also I get it. Yeah. You want to live in the denial. And it sort of had an inception ending as well, where it's like, yeah. it, I'm that's just going like to ignore yeah. some stuff. I'd rather be happy in an illusion than sad in the reality. Yeah. That that episode should win an Emmy. <laughs> yeah. 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 How that episode actually ends is with you on the couch bawling yeah. your yeah. eyes out. Yeah. I just like sat there. Yeah. In like my dark living room. And I was like, I don't even, what it what is anything? Yeah. It was, yeah. And I was like, yeah, Emmy to Scott Glenn, Emmy to Sissy Spacey, yeah. Emmy yeah. to whoever yeah. wrote that. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. It was very, very, it was very, very, very beautifully well shot, too. Mm-hmm. They did, like, a lighting thing with the past slash alternate reality versus present slash dementia. And, yeah, it was it was really, really lovely. It's worth, even if you don't watch the whole series it's worth just watching that episode because you've now heard us talk enough about it yeah that it does stand alone on its enough on its own that 
Yeah. And you will get a lot of the of the series because you see several of the scenes. Yeah. Yep. yeah. <laughs> several of the Sympatico. scenes yep. from the, the previous episodes are shot through Sissy SpaceX. So you'll see her enter a scene in a previous episode. What you see here is the minute or so of her life leading up to her entering that scene. And then the scene plays out. Yeah. So in, in, in the book, Ready Player One, I, I haven't seen the movie yet. In the book, though... There's a part where he has to uh, reenact the entirety of Ferris Bueller. No, it's um, War Games. War Games, right, right. Um, it's to- that is totally changed in the movie. The task okay. is totally changed. Okay. Yeah, just so FYI. In the, <laughs> in the book, he has to reenact this this entire movie line by line by line. I don't remember that, but again, I read I read You're, the book. He's when it got first a came he's out. like yeah. Matthew Broderick's character, and yeah. he has to say all of that. I also haven't seen of. War Games. Yeah. So it's it's only okay. Yeah. It's it, it's, it's better not, as a reference, one, I think, than as than as a movie. Yeah. It's not one that I'm gonna seek out. It some of the Sissy SpaceX entering a scene you've already seen reminded me of that, where it was like, and now it's my lo- my time to go on into the scene that I'm in. Right. <laughs> in in kind of a surreal like, and now here's something you've already seen. Yeah. So, but you have this new context of sort of like a backstage, yeah, thing, and it it had partly to do with like the dream, you know, the dream or like memory situation. But it felt very like the TV lights are on in this scene, as opposed to just a couple seconds ago where it was like real life. Yeah, it was. It's a very very cool episode. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Okay, overall impressions, great. Let's give it. Let's let's give it. We never give grades. <laughs> I'm like, wait, is this Back to the Future on What just happened to me? <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. We we uh, we Inception do into a different podcast. I'm gonna give it a B minus. Okay. And the episodes up through the Queen are the only reason it's getting that <laughs> high a grade because after the Queen, it fell down into like I don't think like I'm taking a test for a class that I haven't actually enrolled in. Mm-hmm. Levels of confusion. Mm. So yeah. Okay, Amity. I think I'm going to give it a B with room for improvement. Okay. I'm curious to see what what uh, season two is going to do. Um, mm-hmm. Whether they're going to go back in and deepen and explain what they've already done or whether they're going to take the coward's way out and start somewhere else. <laughs> I kind of hope they take the coward's way out though because I want more of Jackie. <laughs> yeah. I do too, but I kind of want a spin-off because if you're going to call a show Castle Rock and then we go to Colorado, I'm a little like, mm, That's true. It could be her Castle com- Rock. Could be her coming back to Castle Rock, but, That's where, she, true. but where she's the focus of the thi- of the More show. of her character I am 100% in favor of. And my guess is Sissy Spacek won't be back because her character does in fact die in all, all the timelines, I guess. Yeah. She's already gone in the other one and she died by the time we get our flash forward. Right. She yeah. dies in February yeah. of 2019. Yeah. James, what grade would you give Castle Rock? Uh, let me let me ask Amity. Would your grade improve, or if they just if they just left season one behind and did something completely else, we're good at a B? It's like it'll, I'm good at a B. Okay. Yeah. I'm. I think I'm good at a B. J.J. Abrams has this way of being like, "Hey, you're enjoying this, right?" And I'm like, "Yeah, J.J., I am. I'm enjoying this." And then afterwards, I'm like, "What?" happened right at all (laughs) in that episode 
I thought that the performances were great. I thought that like the whole atmosphere was just super, super creepy and yep. really great. Um, so I, I'm good. I think I'm good at a B. Um, I think it would be really funny if season two starts with Jackie rolling back up to Castle Rock, like covered in blood mm-hmm. and nothing is ever. <laughs> she just goes and takes a shower and it's like, so what's going on? We're just like, hey, wait a minute. What? What's, what's that? <laughs> Chekhov's blood spatter. What do you do? Just doing? be like, where? How did you drive across the country looking like that? Right. She's like, I finished I'm my a book. white lady. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> just like ooh, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I give I give it a B. Um, I I feel like if they'd somehow found a way to wrap even like the entire season around the queen, it would have made mm-hmm. for a better yeah. If it had been a story, basically, if it had been a Stephen King short story about Ruth with all this other stuff happening, uh huh, with maybe a hint that it wasn't all in her head, right? It would have been an A from me. I yeah. That's that that is what I wanted out of it. Yeah. I would give A's A's and A pluses to all the performances. Yeah. yeah the actors were fantastic. Melanie Linsky was Yeah. I love her. She's I really think good. that she is severely underrated cuz she tends to play like the best friend yeah. and the sister and like I don't think I've seen her in a lead role before. She was a lead recently in something? She's a TV show? Maybe there's a Netflix thing. Um, I don't feel at home at this wor- in this world anymore. Okay, um, yeah. Where she's the lead in that, it's very good. It's got Elijah okay. Wood. It's a weird. Okay. It's a weird movie. Oh, right, right, right. Yes, good. yes, Elijah Wood. Right, okay, right. yeah. The Lost I... Culkin brother. The, the no, <laughs> yes, he he does in that specifically have brunette Culkin vibes. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, I'm 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 good with performances. A A plus plot and execution. <laughs> so to speak um (laughs) b maybe maybe a low b because the the up until the queen it was it was weird but it wasn't like wait what's going on like it was like i get i get what we're what the questions are and i get that something weird is going on and then the queen happened and i'm like that was awesome and then the rest happened i'm like huh yeah like, exactly. It well, actually, was... given the next episode was so wildly different. Yeah. Yes. It and felt like sort it... of a bottle episode unto itself yeah. and was almost like slapsticky horror. I mean, it was yeah. violent and gruesome in a way that nothing up to that point was. Yeah. If like the queen divided the series, the series or the season into two pieces. Yeah. There was before the queen and there was after the queen. And the queen was the first instance of multiple timelines that we really saw, not realizing that it was multiple timelines, but it really like, you've got your nice little, you know, story of this kid locked in the basement and all the people. It really feels like four episodes are the Shawshank story. Yep. Three episodes are the Deaver family story. Yep. One episode is a, wild weekend at the inn story (laughs) and then two episodes are the voice of god time rift story yeah yeah that is not resolved yeah yeah that is sort of the way that it's sort of blocked yeah so yeah i mean even if you watch episodes one through seven you could call it good yeah and then wait to see what season two does and if you even want to watch those last two. Unless... Or, or last three. Um, I mean, the eighth one is fine, but give yourself some time between yeah. the queen and the eighth yeah. one. Because um, yeah. Unless you're super into that. like the idea of like Tim Burton presents Castle Rock. Then then yeah. maybe... It did have a real Tim Burton-y vibe at the end. Yeah. 
All right. Well, Amity, thank you so much for, for breaking that down with us. Yes, thank you. Your your notes and attention to detail there helped me a lot because I had no idea what I was watching. I could I could talk a whole separate episode on the Stephen King Easter eggs that are littered throughout. That and is that, a fun think... thing that is worth Googling. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's fun is... The all the all of the and I do mean all of the articles that say all of the Easter eggs and they're all different. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. just like exactly. I'm like, okay, AV Club versus Vox versus Vulture, <laughs> go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I'm finding some, and I'm like, nobody said anything about this. Nobody yeah. said about this. Yeah, because I've also yeah. read, I think, fifty three of his novels and all of the short story collections. Wow. So. I've we got a significant to you. backlog yeah, of it's. It, you, you, I guess we'll yeah, send you the keys to the podcast. Thing that yeah. I could have had. <laughs> I've got a. I've got catching up to do. <laughs> Where can people let's let's have, let's let Amity plug stuff first, and then social media. Okay, so that way. Uh, so I do a podcast with my roommate slash best friend called The Latecomers. We are in season three. Season one, we watched Twin Peaks. Uh, season two was sort of a grab bag. Season three, we are watching every month. We watch four movies from that were released in that month in the four decades prior. Okay. So this month is a little bit different. Uh, we we'll, we watch Halloween from 1978, but we're doing that at the end because we're comparing it to this year's Halloween. Um, and right. then we watch a movie from 1988, 1998, and 2008. Cool. And we talk about what's changed we usually do things that we've never seen that are culturally relevant and how we've seen derivatives of them since and things like that so that's called the latecomers uh that comes out weekly and that can that's probably the best bet social media wise latecomers pod okay on all the media <laughs> all the medias <laughs> on all the medias on the gmails on the twitters on the facebook groups and pages awesome cool we have Facebook stuff. We sure do. We have a we have a Facebook group called Unabashedly Obsessed with Unabashedly Obsessed. You should come join it. We have fun there. Yeah. We also have a Twitter. Yep. Which is uh, at UFO Podcast. You decide what the F stands for tonight. Amity gets to decide what the F stands for. This was my stress on the drive home today. <laughs> so my F for this week will be found in a box. Very good. Yeah. Very good. That is very good. This you are, I think, I think you're the first guest to ever anticipate the question. So congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was very stressed about. It. I was like, I will not be caught in that. <laughs> I'm going to know what I'm going to say, and then I was like, I don't know any words that start with F. <laughs> hey, now yeah, exactly. welcome to our every week, where as soon as we say you decide what the F stands for, we forget every word in the English language and foreign languages that we know, which that start means with F. that. Really, your F always stands for flounder. That's yes, true. Yes, it does. It or always... flail. Uh-huh. Individually, you can find us on Twitter. I'm at Unabashedly Aaron. And I'm at Unabashed James. We have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Unabashedly Obsessed. If... And our new patrons have kicked us back into live stream territory. That's true. So that will probably, because we have October and November planned out. And if you've listened to the show before, you know what's up. Right. Uh, so we are probably going to end up doing the live stream in December. Yep. I don't think we've picked an official time, but probably shortly before Christmas. I think that was when... some downtime there. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be good for it. 
Exactly. So. It's the best Patreon I subscribe to. Oh, I'm putting some other patrons on blast, but I think it's my favorite. Oh, I love thanks, that Amity. newsletter. I love those recipes. <laughs> gimme, gimme, gimme. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we're getting we're getting into like recipe season for me. I don't yeah. cook much in the summer because ugh, heat. Yeah, cooking, blah. But yeah, cold weather means recipes. The newest thing on the Patreon is that five dollars. No longer is associated with any giveaways due to terms of service that we got emailed about by Patreon. However, $5, you get a official Unabashedly Obsessed button. Yep. And they are cool looking. They're very cute. I like them. Yeah. Sort of like us. We're very cute and you like us. Real quick hypothetical Munch Squad update. Yeah. Um, the chicken taco stuff on Velveeta shells and cheese yeah. was money. Nice. It was so good. That's like hypothetical Munch Squad update. Yeah. Resolved. Yeah. yeah. My friend Katie came over for lunch yesterday with her kids and we made, I made mac and cheese for the kids and we had chicken tacos and the kids didn't finish their mac and cheese. And she was like, is this the chicken taco stuff that you talked about on your podcast? <laughs> Hi, Katie. Hi, Katie. <laughs> and, and I was like, yes, it is. And she's like. I'm going to try that. Yes. And yeah, it was very, very good. Highly recommend. Wow. Well, Katie, welcome to the Hypothetical Munch Squad. Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> that's some initiative right there. It sure is. Um, But yeah, uh, that is awesome. And I'm so glad to hear it because it sounded, that's like it was very the good. biggest, I think the best potential of Hypothetical Munch Squad we've done so far has been yeah. that one. Yeah. So I forget where we were at our social media. We got distracted. We have a store where you can buy merch. Yes. Cafepress.com slash unabashedly obsessed. Yes. You can put, as Aaron likes to say, put our cartoon faces on stuff. Yeah. Put our mugs on a mug. There you go. Put our faces places. Oh, Rhyme. I like that. Thanks. Rhymes are fun. <laughs> Rhymes are fun. <laughs> All right. Thank you to Jamie Shaheen for our theme song. Did you guys know there was a ladder down here? You can find Jamie and his band A Silent Few on YouTube. Thank you also to Emily Cardamus for doing our logo art and making those cartoon faces. You can find Emily on Twitter at Corrupted Gem. You can find her on Tumblr at artfulhypothesis.tumblr.com. And you can find her talking to Travis McElroy on her podcast, Guilty Treasures, hypothetical or a uh, my uh, hypothesis confirmed her clues were definitely about Travis McElroy and he is on there talking about something that he likes and I'm com- I can't think of what it is. Uh, Amity, thank you again so much for joining us and helping us break this down and like I feel like I kind of have a better grasp of like I finished watching this and I was like what the fuck even was that? Right. Now I feel like I think I maybe know kind of what the fuck I even was. So thank you. Exactly. Yes, thank you so much. You are exactly where J.J. Abrams wants you to be. I know, and it makes me mad. I don't want to give him the satisfaction. Oh, he loves it, though. He lives off of it. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Well, thank you for having me. I'm very, I've been wanting to uh, talk Stephen King with you guys for a long time. So absolutely, it's a dream come true, (laughs) y'all. This has been a very an alternate timeline episode. Nope. Did you forget the word episode? Or no, I was trying, trying to, to figure out if that worked or not. <laughs> <laughs> eh, it worked about as well as the rest of Castle Rock did. <laughs> hey, this has been a Castle Rockin' episode of oh. Unabashedly Obsessed. <laughs> Can we go back to alternate timeline episode? <laughs> nope, this oh. is the darkest timeline. Oh. I'm going to say it again. Castle Rockin'. Oh. <laughs> I'm James. I'm Aaron. I'm Amity. 
<laughs> and smoking kills. And so do pennies. But not Pennywise. Not this. Not well, the, no. I mean, kind of though. I mean, I guess so. I'm gonna say. Yeah. He definitely killed. I wish, <laughs> I wish he'd worn a T-shirt with like just like a a chill, like a very low-key clown face on it. That would have been pretty good. <laughs>